Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. As promised, I have Pastor Miller with me again. Good morning, Pastor Miller. Good morning, Brother Carriger, and it's good to be out and about today, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's a rainy day here in South Carolina. We're kind of getting the edge of, uh, uh, is it Nicole? I think it's Hurricane Nicole, now Tropical Storm Nicole, kind of moving this direction, uh, coming north out of Florida. And uh, the sooner it gets out of Florida, the happier I'll be, because we're heading down there shortly. But we promised today, Pastor, that we would move forward with the fruits of the Spirit, or I promised. And uh, Pastor had mentioned yesterday, when we were looking at some things that made us happy. And uh, as we talked about the journey, Pastor brought up that uh, part of the journey is duty. As we do our duty, God provides a lifelong and wonderful happiness that comes along with service to Him. And um, as we as we continue to look at that, one of the things Pastor mentioned was the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, I said, man, tomorrow we're going to hop in that. But first thing I want to do is I want to grab this word fruit with the idea of being biblical fruit. We all know what fruit is pretty much. And, you know, we're kind of messed up like by things like tomatoes and stuff like that. But it is a fruit. Anything with a seed is a fruit. But biblical fruit is also something that can grow. And uh, the Bible says over here in Matthew 3, 8, and Pastor's going to explain this. He just did to me a few minutes ago. It says, bring forth, therefore, fruits that meet for repentance. And bring in these good fruits and, and being worthy. And, and what does that scripture mean to you in that term, biblical fruit? Well, really, Jesus is speaking to those uh, Pharisees and Judaizers, uh, those Jewish leaders. Yeah. And they're coming to his... Uh, baptism where John is going to baptize him and they, they're wanting to be a part of it. And he says, uh, until you repent, and that is turn from your wicked ways, have a change of mind and start doing differently. You are not bringing forth fruits that are fit or match with repentance, true repentance. And these people were there not because they wanted to have a change of life and heart. They were there so they could be in with the group of that which was popular. What, what was a big movement going on? You know, at times John the Baptist and Jesus were popular. Other times they were not. And at this point, everybody's flocking out to John the Baptist and his baptism. And these people are there. And he says to them, Jesus says, you don't belong here because you are not repenting, you're not changing your heart from sin to receive the one that John is preparing your heart to embrace, that's me. Mm. And the question is, have you turned from your sin? Maybe you're listening today, yeah. and have you said, I don't want my old life, my old ways, my biases, my religious uh, traditions, whatever, I want Christ yeah. Well, that's what needs to happen. Trust in him alone, and he will take care of that. Exactly. And, uh, when you make that decision, it's in Christ alone. He does the work. 
you just you just give yourself and and so pastor as we looked at that we ended up finding ourselves over here in galatians 5 and talking about the fruit of the spirit and i really i I wanted to get into this and i i wanted to jump in early usually we go a little bit longer on the word of the day but we're just doing the word of the day today as uh um as our uh, broadcast and i'm looking at this over here and and you'll find it in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, which Pastor had mentioned yesterday that right after love comes joy, and, and there's your happiness. Peace, which to me is a big part of happiness. Long-suffering or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. Now, when we think of meekness, we don't necessarily say, man, this is a great thing to have, but it is in this context. So we're going to let you talk about that, Pastor. And uh, temperance against such, there is no law. And uh, and I want to, I'm going to add that last verse there too, or, or verse number 24. It says, and if they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the uh, affections and lust, and then that uh, 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And so we could just keep on going with this, but talking about the fruits of the spirit is walking in that spirit, living in it. And and we come to that pastor and it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. What does biblical love look like? Well, I always define words whenever I come to that. And agape or agapao is a Greek word which speaks of sacrifice yeah. But the best definition I know is love that is divine love is self-sacrifice for the benefit of an undeserving person not expecting equal return. Wow, and that's that's a picture of what God does for us, isn't it? Oh, he's done it. God yeah. so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son as the sacrificial offering gift. Yeah. And w- did we deserve that? No. We were undeserving, mm-hmm. and so and he doesn't expect equal return. He has given infinitely so great in giving his infinite son. We can't match that in return. Now there's nothing we can do, and yeah, and then our love. So we start with agape love, and and we land at a place uh, with love. And a matter of fact, just this past week we were talking about the different kinds of biblical love. Um, I was doing this marriage conference. Yeah. And I was telling you this marriage seminar. Well, that, oh, and 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 that Eris and all of those different terms in the Greek. I imagine you. Yeah, were, yeah, you were covering and that's those. What, yeah, so you come to agape, and then you come to that storage, and I'm probably I know so, and uh, it's it's used for this familial love, from family type of love. It describes the type of deep and caring bond that develops naturally between parents and children, husbands yeah. and wives, siblings. And uh, boy, that it says it's a deep love. So as I studied this, this agape love that belongs to God that we can all try to get to, but we're always going to fall short of that. But God gives us this special love for our family. God gives us this special love. And what does that look like? Well, the thing that we could say about special love between a dad and a son or a daughter or a husband and wife, there is an emotional affection that gets involved in this. It's not only just I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit, but I also have an emotional affection going on there because of the fact that we are family. 
Yeah. Just the fact that we are family and related to one another. You know, I get out around, and if I come across somebody and they say, you know, where are you from? And I say, Colorado. They say, I am too. Immediately, I have a bond with them. Yeah. Because yeah. we come from the same place. Yeah. Okay. Well, the fact of this is we are of the same genetic pool as a family. Mm. And so there's affection uh, from that standpoint. But as far as the parent, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that child has their needs met, succeeds in what they're gifted in succeeding in, and they're going to see to it that they're protected and cared for. Yeah, and I, he just nailed it. Uh, you know, it's it's there's a parental, familiar, family type of love that if done rightly, we know there's some parents out there that miss you know, they, they just miss the target. They're just completely lost out there. They're hooked on drugs or something else. Yeah. They, they've got the wrong God, the wrong things in their life. But man, if we got this right, that's a kind of love that God gives us for our family. That's so special. And, uh, we've all wept over our children. We've all, uh, we, we've all laughed with them. And I, I often tell people that, you know, from the time my sons were born till I watched them graduate from college, uh, what a pride, <clears throat> that would fill my heart. I'd have to, I'd have to go to God and I didn't want too much pride in my children. I don't want to worship my children. I don't want to be my relationship wrong with my children, but the love that we had for them, Debbie and I, and then the love that I have for Debbie also in, includes some uh, different kind of love. We're going to talk about here in a minute, but that's the kind of love that I don't have for anybody else on earth. You know, the love, yes. the, the love that I have for my wife and, 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 and spouses, we need to get this right. You know, I mean, we, we don't get married on an urge or a feeling or a sense. I, someone told me one day, they, they, they just, uh, this maybe 15 years ago, I was talking to a young man and he told me, I just met this girl and I, I've got a feeling I never met, uh, felt before. And I said, <laughs> you know, I was changing a light bulb at an old church up in North Carolina. <laughs> you got and a I, feeling. I, I got a feeling that I never felt before either. And uh, we, we need to be careful uh, as we, we just don't throw love everywhere we you know well we do just throw love everywhere but we don't fall into things uh i guess what i'm trying to say pastor this word love it's so important as we look at it from a spousal boyfriend girlfriend fiance future spouse uh there's a process there yes and it it grows and develops and let me just say this somebody's listening and saying i've fallen out of love with my mate, mm. you talked about we ought to have that. Yeah. Well, as we're surrendered to God and walking in the spirit, he will produce that kind of love. But there are people that they don't cultivate that in their heart. Yeah. And the best way to cultivate love is twofold. Number one, Thanksgiving. Mm. We start getting out of love with someone because we're looking at their imperfections yeah, and the, the the fences or whatever, and if we would just start giving thanks for the different things and tell them I appreciate you and I thank God for this for you, that warmth starts coming back in. Yeah, also warmth starts coming back into the heart of an individual whenever they start sacrificing. Yeah, for someone, there was a lady came to her pastor and said, Pastor, I'm, I hate him. He's treated me so badly. She described it all. I'm leaving him now. And the pastor said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I wouldn't recommend that right now. Why don't you wait a little while? And he's been so mean to you. I know how you can hurt him the most. You, You just start doing the next month all the good things that he wants you to do for him. And then after 30 days, leave him a note and tell him, I'm gone. I hate your guts. And she thought, yeah, I'll do that. Well, he contacted the lady in 30 days and said, "Uh, have you left him today? Oh, no, I'm not going to leave him because those warm feelings are back in my heart that I'd lost. See, she'd start sacrificing. And the more we sacrifice and invest and give in to someone, the more our heart gets warm toward him. She had lost the feelings of love because she had lost sacrificing for him. So feelings come after sacrifice. Yeah, and, and it's so easy. It, hey, we got to go ahead and run, folks. We're, we're going to go ahead and let this broadcast just take a commercial. We'll be right back with you. Just hang with us for a minute, and we'll be right back. And uh, there's another... And folks, we're right back. And I, I forgot to tell Pastor Miller that we just go ahead and keep this thing running live. And uh, we, let, we go ahead and let the radio stations break that puppy in half. So if you heard Pastor Miller telling a, another story there, we're going to go ahead and let him tell it now. <laughs> but uh, uh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, uh, well, the, the other thing is the reason that people fall out of love, so to called, yeah, in marriage life is not only are they not exercising things in their heart or sacrifice bringing on feelings after sacrifice because feelings come after actions and actions come after words and thoughts well the other thing is forgiveness oh boy that's tough in marriage isn't it when people quit forgiving they haven't fallen out of love they've fallen out of forgiveness they've quit exercising forgiveness to one another and when that barrier is up there where there's no forgiveness, there's not going to be warm, fuzzy feelings, and there's not going to be affection and that family-type love. And boy, the devil's going to talk you out of your marriage. And let me be clear with that. I, it wasn't that long ago. I was sitting in the chair that uh, Pastor Miller's sitting at about five years ago, and my phone rang, and it was a lady, and she said, uh, Brother Carragher, can I have a minute of your time? And I said, you know, actually, uh, you know, Debbie and I are sitting right here. I threw her on speaker, and we were, you know, we prayed together, and we were going to try to help her. And she said, I made the biggest mistake of my life. And I said, ma'am, what happened? And she said, I let the devil talk me out of my marriage. Oh, and she said, he's getting married next week. Oh, wow. She said it was the biggest. She said, I had no idea what I had. And and like Pastor Miller just said, and I think anybody who's ever counseled anybody biblically will quickly point out, you know, sometimes what you have doesn't look very good until you don't have it anymore. Yes. And uh, boy, to, to renew, that's what we just did out in uh, Gatlinburg with those churches is just renew relationships. You know, an hour or two every day was spent in God's word and rest of their time. And, you know, the pastors were saying, go downtown, you know, ride this, do that, hold each other's hands, go take pictures, look for bears 
cares, whatever it is, because we get our children get in the way, our lives get in the way, our ministry sometimes, unfortunately, can get in the way. But we need to remember our first love is God, and it's easy to forget Him too. And we can't forget Him. And if we don't forget Him, we won't forget our second love, which is our family and our spouse. And then there's another kind of love that comes up. It's called phileo. It's spelled phileo. And uh, that's talking about the, you know, the, from Philadelphia. It's, uh, it's that brotherly love. It's that love you have for friends. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's just this great Greek word uh, when you look at that kind of love. And all these loves, I think the reason where I'm, I'm going through this real quick is because I want to get to the end one. Um, but there's a kind of love that, are, that friends can have that is so great. And some people, pastor, they, they put up these walls because they've been hurt before. They put up these walls because maybe they think they don't have a lot to offer or friendship. Uh, and, and, and then you wake up and you're 60, you're 70, and, and you say, I have no friends. I have no people in my life. And, and honestly, that's a time where your friends do get lower because some of your friends are older. They've went to heaven. Some have went to heaven. Some have moved. Some are, you know, moving to Florida. Some are getting closer and things of that nature. But boy, don't ever stop uh, being a friend. Don't ever stop making friends, coming right. up alongside of people. In chapter 12 of the book of Romans, it tells us to prefer the brethren. I mean, it, just go to your church functions, do what you can. We're always going, but when we're home, we go to our church functions. And uh, when we're not in our church down the road or something, and, and we love people. And, uh, and that's, that's a real important love. And uh, I think that as far as emotions go, uh, we can quickly uh, allow the devil to talk us out of friendships. Companionship, and that's exactly the word there. Phileo is the word that Paul gave to Titus, saying that you wives love your husbands and teach the younger uh, younger women how to love their husbands and to love their children. You know, it's really never commended directly to the woman, to agape or husband, like it is right. to a husband. But phileo, it is. Yeah. And that companionship, that affectionate companionship that a woman has naturally in her, she adds that dynamic in the home, in the husband-wife relationship, the children-family relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, the last kind of love I looked up and don't worry, we're not leaving the fruits of the spirit this week until we get these right. I just wanted to stop at love. We have pastor Miller here with us. It's a good thing. And then, then we got that love that eros or coming from the word erotic there after English word erotic. And, and that's the love that we have in these. And, and we have some of that for our spouses. It'll mix with our, uh, our special kind of love that we have for our spouses. But this is a love. This is the only type of love that if we do this without respect, strength certainly can become a sin. This love, in God's eyes, God gives us this one-person physical relationship. On on the night of your marriage where you stand before God and the preacher said, I now pronounce you husband and wife, you may kiss your bride. Uh, there's a relationship that God gives you as a gift that's meant to be within marriage. And boy, if we're not careful, we're looking for eroticism we are. We're looking for that in other places. We we think it's okay to watch racy TV shows. I, I Someone the other day, a preacher supposedly, wrote the other day that pornography is all right. It helps a marriage. Mm. And uh, let me tell you, it's not all right serving the God I serve or using the Bible I use. But what would you caution people about that, Pastor, uh, with eroticism and that special kind of love, that passionate love that God gives us for that one-person physical relationship? 
Well, this is a subject in itself. It the, is. The pornography in our country. Yeah. And this has to do with watching others or looking at others in a sexual way. Yeah. And God has reserved that for a husband and wife because that's where he gives an intense emotional spiritual bond through a physical union. There it is. And so the real issue is in our country, they say 70% of the men of our country are participating in pornography. And I'm going to just give you one dynamic out of the block that in counseling women that have a husband that's into pornography, that there's two things that those women experience. And that is a feeling of rejection to the point they get angry. Or the other thing is what's wrong with me? Am I not enough to satisfy my husband? Yeah. And if you, I like that because it's, 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 it's clearly saying, listen, you know, we're on earth and we're given this wonderful gift of God that we should go out of our way to ensure that the person we're married to needs are met and they go out of the way to ensure our needs are met. First Corinthians seven. Yep. But if we get away from that brother, if we get away from first Corinthians seven and something else jumps into that relationship, that 70% of people who regularly watch pornography, men, 40% of women. Now I read that the other day, 85% of people will stumble across pornography this month. Yes. Um, if we get away from that, boy, we're, we're at risk of losing everything. Well, what we're at risk at is the whole passage of Galatians five is a contrast between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. And if you notice, as they go through them in order, they're contrasts. Yeah. Love is self-sacrifice for the benefit of other that brings joy. The opposite of that is the works of the flesh is adultery, fornication, uncleanness and lasciviousness and all that hatred stuff and all that stuff that's from the devil. Well, that's taking the works of the flesh are taking from others sexual pleasure, not in a bond of commitment, right? But in the fruit of the spirit, love, sacrificial love gives to my mate. They give back to me. You have a two way street. Both are getting the joy of giving and receiving at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a passion, uh, I believe, that you'll lose when someone else enters into that circle of exactly. marriage. Exactly. And, uh, and you don't want to lose that passion because you're going out of your way uh, to meet this person's needs. And again, as Christians, we're not saying that that one personal a physical relationship is a bad thing. We're saying it's a great thing. God recommends it. He, he wrote a book about it. it. That's he right. He created it. Yeah. Have as much as you want within the confines of that marriage. The mistake we made uh, because of the sin nature in this world and in all of us. Works of the flesh. And that works of the flesh. God help us from that because that's where, that's where things go bad. That's when our spouse becomes second place. That's when our spouse becomes an object. That's yeah. when we're, and, and you know, folks, and, and, I've been mentioning over and over again about what happens to our spouse, but I could even talk for a half an hour about what happens to your relationship with God. Oh, yes. And actively involved in that sin and outside the marriage that God has for you. Folks, I know we just we just popped right to the end of time. You know, we almost went through uh, broadcast time without popping a commercial in there, and then we <laughs> just came right up to the end of our time. But I think we wrapped up love today as best as a couple old preachers can on a rainy day in South Carolina. But we're going to come back in the fruits yeah. of the Spirit. 
it tomorrow. And we're going to pop right into joy. So make sure you come back with us tomorrow morning. If there's anything we can do for you, make sure you grab me out there at Doug at Wounded Spirits or Helpful Wounded Spirits page, Facebook page. We sure do love you folks. And hey, when you go out today with that smile that only God can give you, thank you. Have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.